Oh, how are you, sleepy? Shut up. <laughs> I'll be honest, but I woke up at like 8.55 and I was like, fuck, I need like five more minutes. And then who would have known that the married man would have... I gave you more than five minutes, maybe. You did. You gave me plenty of time. I yeah. could have cooked a three-course breakfast at the time. Yeah. You, know? yeah, you could have ran like a mile, probably. Let's let's not say things that I'm not clearly going to do, okay? Let's not be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Joking around. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Sorry if to anybody listening currently, um, I'm being congratulated by a leaf blower symphony below my apartment building. I mean, I did I did hire an all leaf blowing symphony to try to play your wedding. They're called We Blow. You almost had it. Yeah, I know. I just gave up. <laughs> you like, oh, yeah, no. almost had it, Ben. No, we have we, we leave flying so that shop. I, I don't care. Fuck, fuck off. How was the event though? Did it go off well? It went incredibly. Yeah. Good. Good. It was a I great saw, time. Great time I had saw by all. Pictures, but I will. I'll be sending pictures out a little Good. bit later. I know I'm notoriously bad at, at sending pictures to people, but yeah, should be sending pictures out in a little bit once I have them. Well, it's another Mount Rushmore episode. Look at us. I know, 160 episodes in the can. More than that, I guess, with all those like specials and bullcrap we've done, but you know, still 160 actual like numbered episodes. Oh my god, yeah. Plus I a guess... couple extra somewhere, yeah. something there. Yeah, definitely. All those 4th of July ones, all those 420 ones. And I gotta say, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself after after yesterday. Yes. Did you watch the 101 Scariest Movie Moments from yesterday that debuted? Oh, I did not. I did not. Well, let me just tell you, the 1, 2, 3, 4th one that they talk about, number 46, you're going to be pretty pleased with yourself. Okay, alright, I'll be pretty pleased. I'm going to watch that in a little bit, probably. Yeah. It's a good one, actually. They're starting to they're starting to jump into stuff like, I don't know, I'm, I'm curious to see what you think, actually, because this is the one I've been keeping, a, I've been writing down every one and putting a check mark next to the ones I've seen, and this one, this section is the one I have seen the most out of every section. Um, haven't been able to to keep up. I think the last two episodes, just because of, of wedding stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so I was caught up to the first three. They're on five, right? Yes, they are. So I've I've watched the first three. You know, there was a couple where I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> There's some that that I, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm happy to see. Like I'm happy to see. Like I wasn't get at us. I'm happy to see us represented and i because i know that get out's gonna be like fucking in the top 20 probably or it should be it should be don't say anything ben i'm not gonna say a word i guess a damn word to quote the woman from Shaun of the dead <laughs> there's that i'll tell you though what and this is how we can go into it i'll tell you what isn't on the list enough enough love for john carpenter because god damn it not one of his movies has been on this fucking list yet you're going to get the thing. You're probably going to get They Live. I would hope so, but I thought maybe they talked about The Fog, but am I wrong? No, not a goddamn one. Oh, yeah, I would assume down in the latter half, or in the later half, they will have they will have some of his stuff on there, but I don't know. It'd be pretty weird to shut him out completely. 
It, that's not going to happen. That's oh. just quite simply not going to happen. Now, if John Carpenter had only made the movie Vampires, I could see him being shut out. Oh my god. What a piece of shit, right? What a terrible movie. Like, <laughs> is it intentionally bad for a reason? Because, like, that's I, all I could figure. I was going to say, the only real thing that could save that movie is, A, you gotta get rid of Woods and Baldwin. Oh, they're both bad, aren't they? They're both so bad. I think Woods is better. I just don't think he fits personally. I know that, like, Siskel of Siskel and Ebert loved James Woods' performance, thought it deserved an Oscar. Um, what? The nomination. Yeah, no, he was like, he should get nominated for this. This is incredible. Siskel out here fucking losing it. Siskel's a weirdo. Siskel was a weirdo. Kind of yeah. I gotta love Siskel. And I, I just like, no. Yeah, no. No. Nah, nah. No, it's it's not for me. It's so bad, dude. I wish it was a different main guy, and I wish the Baldwin was Alec Baldwin, like it was supposed to fucking be. You can thank vampires because without vampires, we wouldn't got we wouldn't have gotten Ghost of Mars. So, you know, it's a big okay. thank you, big thank you to vampires. I guess I'll, I, I'm not gonna spoil it, but like I'm curious to know which one is lower on your list. So, on the other side of this, guys, we're gonna talk about some good John Carpenter movies. I promise. Oh my god, a real good one. Vampires was almost a DNF 20 minutes in. I like literally was almost like, do I even need to finish this? I remember sitting there and I remember just like kind of like watching it. And I watched like the first half of it, the first half of it at work, like on my lunch. And I remember just kind of like looking around because like there's a a lot of nudity in that movie. And like B, it's just like I'm glad I had headphones on because it's pretty homophobic as well. Yeah, but I remember just being like, "Is this as bad as I think it is?" And then like I I finished it at home, and then like I was like, "Man, I don't think I liked any of that at all." And like oh, like I think like two or three weeks later, you and I started like doing this. I just watched it because it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go back and rewatch it because maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace." And I got 25 minutes, and I was like, "Nope, this fucking sucks. I'm not watching the rest of this. I, I know where this sits." <laughs> and it sits at the bottom, boys. If it's even at the bottom. Well, you know what? I guess we'll find out. End of your movie. Now you want more. Now you want more. your insides Welcome, everybody, to TWGTF, or as everyone knows it, from New York to L.A., this is Two White Guys Talk Film, the Mount Rushmore of Awesomeness, profiling one Mr. John Carpenter. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Ben. And I'm Tyler. How are you, my dude? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I haven't been this excited about a Mount Rushmore since... What am I saying? I like all our Mount Rushmores. Before we get into the Mount Rushmore, we should talk a, a little bit about John Carpenter. Let's talk about John Carpenter. I find John Carpenter very interesting because he has like this cult of personality around him. Do you agree? I do, to a certain extent. Like he's got no. 
explain to me the the definition of cult personality. He's kind of beloved as this like crotchety older figure who just like kind of hangs out at his house and occasionally makes some music, but mostly just plays video games and just lives he off residuals. Yeah, he just he plays he plays tons of video games. First of all, that's awesome, and I love that for him because what a, what a sweet old man just playing video games. But also, like, dude, please make another movie. Like, eh. no, I I like his stuff. Like, I mean, like, I think there is a third Escape movie that needs to be made. Eh. It's it's I don't know. It's like one of those things where like if you hear him talk, it's like eh, it's all past. Yeah, he doesn't seem interested. I guess. Like, I mean, also too, if you had if you had created one of the seminal. And I know you don't think so much about it, but like if you had created one of the like biggest movies of like the genre, like I would also probably I mean, he's probably getting a very sweet paycheck in a couple of weeks. I mean, well, he probably just also gets residuals for fucking Halloween like every just AMC sitting there and they go uh, they go, well, it's the it's the 30th of October. You, you sent out Carpenter's check, right? So we can play the movie. They're like, fuck. And Carpenter's just sitting by the phone just tapping his nails he's like the minute if it's the 31st i'm calling him i don't know where that check is but i want it not so much he's also done a bunch of like albums so he you know just like like you know every single movie he did the the music for for the most part i think there's only like one or two that's not him do you think like because what's his last movie is ghost of mars right no, it's nope. the ward. We sent a text to a friend last night. And I was like, "Oh yeah, the ward," and that's, that's it was me. Anytime and anyone, including myself, brings up the ward. Do you think that just kind of like made him not want to do it anymore? Because I feel like no. I feel like you have a. What do you think it was? The ward, I think, was more a group of people like '80s kids, kind of growing up and being like, "We gotta, we gotta have John Carpenter direct at least one more movie." And, you know, I think they got their shit together for the ward. And I think the ward is fine. It's whatever. Yeah, it's kind of high, though, about it, too. Yeah, I don't know. I just think when we talk about his, like, overall movie, there's a point where he, like, hits a wall towards that back half of his career. I'm trying to see where where it falls for me. I think it's, like, in the night. It's, like, in the late. It's, like, in the mid to late 90s for me. Well, I think there's one... The interesting thing about the 90s is there's one outlier. What do you mean? There's one really good movie. Like, there's one yes. great movie. And yes. the rest are, like, either okay or kind of abhorrent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, like, in, you know, because, I mean, like, vampires... I know Ghost of Mars is 2000s, but, like, whoo, doggy, those are bad. That they are. Well... Do you want to go first, or? Yeah, I can go first. All right. I can go first. Let me set a timer for two minutes here. And your number four, it beat out 14 other movies. Barely got on there, but he's he's holding fast. And he's a fighter, as uh, Newman likes to say. And it begins in three, two, one. Go. My number four is the 1981 Ox Baker vehicle Escape from New York. It's probably, I gotta say, it's probably one of the most iconographical films of the 80s. 
where you just kind of like look at it and you're just like, yeah, that's that's escape from New York. I, what I think makes this movie so cool is I watched it a bunch just like on TNT. And so the movie is just kind of ingrained into my brain, but never the whole movie, mostly just like bits and pieces from it. Um, I think I've only seen the whole the whole movie front to back like a couple of times. For the most part, it was the perfect, ah, oh, fuck, 40 minutes of Escape from New York, boom, watching it. Or, ah, oh, man, Escape from New York started like 30 minutes ago, all right, watching it. It is perfect. It introduces Kurt Russell to one of his most legendary characters, which is, of course, Snake Plissken. The guy you have to wonder if his snake tattoo goes all the way to his penis. My number four, that'll be a time for this, Escape from New York. You know, it's not something I have ever wondered, but now I don't think I can stop thinking about it if it does go to his penis. Does it go to his penis, you know? Does it go? Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Well, your number three, the bronze, just standing up on that podium, was able to edge out your number four, just barely, though. And it starts in three, two, one, go. Another movie starring a wrestler, R.I.P. Rodney Piper, but it's They Live, baby. You got the street fight, you got the cool sunglasses, you got the I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum and I'm all out of bubblegum. You got the Reagan revolution. It does, however, there are some, some... you know downsides to it that we can talk about but man when i'm watching it it's a good movie man what a movie what a picture what a fucking picture um i i don't i yeah i don't know what to what else to say oh man also the like monster design in this movie it's incredible incredible um main character's name is nada it's good it's it's a good it's a western it's a western that'll be my time okay interesting list so far not going where i thought you were going but then again you never do do you and you're gonna have to talk about your number two the second best one on your list the guy who was just slightly behind number one as they crossed the finish line and you've got three two one go this movie is the end piece to John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy. This is, of course, the Sam Neill starring, written by Michael DeLuca? Question mark? Weird. This is, of course, the tribute and screed against Stephen King in the Mouth of Madness. Probably one of the best cosmic horror, probably, no, 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 the second best cosmic horror movie that Carpenter ever made, in my opinion. Maybe even the third best, if you look at another movie that's probably on the list of Ben's. Great movie. Sam Neill gives a great performance. I love that the movie just sort of breaks down at the end. Perfect. Perfect, 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 perfect little movie. That'll be my time. Okay. 30 seconds is on the clock for you to really push forward your narrative on what your number one is. And that begins in three, two, one. Ben, I think, seems pretty low energy because he knows what my number one is. And my number one is, of course, Prince of Darkness. Let's go. 
the first time I watched Prince of Darkness, it was literally like a bolt of lightning into my brain. Um, It's the movie that if I had to save one John Carpenter movie, I think I'd save this. Anyway, from 1987, Prince of Darkness. Hi, run back yours four to one. Four to one. All right. Number four, Escape from New York. Number three, They Live. That's that's an interesting one to get on there. Anyway, number two, In the Mouth of Madness. Number one, Prince of Darkness. And I am not low energy. I'm just just realizing that the prophecy I made for this is kind of coming true. Yes. What What was the prophecy? The prophecy I said was, God, it's probably just going to be the Apocalypse Trilogy in one other John Carpenter movie. And I believe you said, well, we don't know that for sure. And I said, well, I got a pretty good into insight into thinking it's going to be that. <laughs> it's not quite that. No, you're right. But we'll see what I say, and then we'll we'll go from there, I guess, as we always do. I got the, uh, the timer pulled up. Whenever you're ready, let me know. I'm ready. All right, you're number four, two minutes. Three, two, one, go. It was on Tyler's list as well, and it is, of course, the 1994 movie, In the Mouth of Madness. And I also agree, this is the last truly great John Carpenter movie, and in some ways might be his crowning achievement overall, as it kind of blends together everything he's tried to do before into a perfect, real, just absolute delicious meal that you get to enjoy. And also, too, I'll say this about Carpenter. None of his movies really crest two hours, and it's kind of something I really appreciate about him. All of his movies are there. They get in, they get out, they want to say something, and then they bounce. They don't all say the same thing correctly, but they do a great job of at least trying to say something. And In the Mouth of Madness is one of the prime examples of it. It's an absolutely batshit Sam Neill performance, but at no point does it ever become silly. You buy everything that's happening. And it's it's a great riff on Stephen King. It's it's just great overall. 1994 is in the mouth of madness is my number four. That'll be my time. I accidentally almost started a timer that was 23 hours instead of 30 minutes, 30 seconds. Um, so that would have been interesting. Anyway, your number three. Yeah, a minute and a half. Three, two, one. Before Carpenter and Russell would team up for what is, in my opinion, their greatest collaboration, a mere year before that, you would get the most one of his most iconic characters in a man called Snake Plissken. 1981's Escape from New York is my number three, and it is an incredible movie. Just watching Russell work his way through New York to get the president out. It's such a simple premise, too. You have to rescue the president who has been crash landed in New York and it's become like a war, for, uh, like a prison colony. It's so great. It has Isaac Hayes. It has the aforementioned Ox Baker. And it's just an incredible movie that you know somewhere some fucking studio head is like, when are we going to remake Escape from New York? And I really don't want them to because I don't think you can make this movie today, especially with the spirit of the way this movie's made. Number three, Escape from New York. That'll be my time. A minute for your number two movie in three, two, one, go. Tyler is correct when he talks about a lightning bolt to the brain. The first time I saw Prince of Darkness, it was the exact same thing. So much so that when I was watching it this time in my rewatch and my disc started to sca- started to spit and like started to like freeze up on me, 
immediately went to eBay and bought a Blu-ray copy of it. That's how much I want to see this movie in a better version. Prince of Darkness is an incredible movie, and it's an incredible premise, too. It's such a simple idea of what happens if evil got let out into the world. Number two, Prince of Darkness. That'll be my time. Oh, baby, I know you're number one. 30 seconds for your number one film. In three, two, one. Tyler thinks he knows what my number one is. He has no idea it's going to be 1982's The Thing by John Carpenter, the greatest horror movie ever made. Yeah, that's right. I said it. The greatest horror movie ever made. I don't even care that I saw a crappy, weird version of it on a big screen. It was incredible. The fact that it made my mother jump all these years later proves that that movie still works. It's an incredible feat, and it's just a movie that failed in its own time but got its audience later. Number one, The Thing. Kurt Russell everyone else woo wilford brimley <laughs> you're four to one say him again for me please is 1994's in the mouth of madness number three is 1981's escape from new york number two is 1987's prince of darkness and number one is 1982's the thing wow we really did have like the same exact list Minus one each, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. traded the thing for the, they live. Yes, or I did anyway. Yeah, either or. Before we put this shit together, uh, do you want to go through the rest of his movies? Yeah, let's start at the bottom. What What do you have at the bottom? At the bottom, I have. I have not ranked these. They're just they're just there. I was gonna wake up early to do them, and then I didn't wake up. I have at the bottom, fuck it, I have vampires. Okay, I've got Dark Star. Yeah, Dark Star is not... Dark Star, let me tell you, Dark Star is going to be going to be up pretty soon. <laughs> I, I, well, I think you and I might be switching on that one, but I tried watching Dark Star four different times, and I kept falling asleep. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. It's a student film. It's, it's yeah, you know... Yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't fault him for not... It's falling. 100%... Um, a movie where it's like this is for the hardest of the hardcore and like most people probably shouldn't watch it i mean if you really like john carpenter i mean i've got i own it like most people will be like isn't that a little hypocritical you own it and haven't watched it i go yeah i completely agree but i mean like you try getting through it they were smoking a lot of weed all right that's all we, that's all we can really say best part about it is the weird crawl that they do at the beginning of it where dan o'bannon explains that it's a comedy that's pretty funny yeah, he does the Star Wars crawl, and he's just like, look, I thought this was going to be a comedy. Everyone else did not take it that way. He goes, look, so you guys don't have to laugh at it unless I'm in the room. At that point, you then are obligated to laugh at it. I gotta rewatch Dark Star. It's been a while. <laughs> Guy from Stained, aren't you? I, from Stained? Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, okay. All right. Don't you okay Okay. Me? So, what uh, after vampire before after vampires, I have Ghost of Mars, and I've got vampires. Nice, and then I have Dark Star, and then I have Ghost of Mars. So let's let's talk about vampires and Ghost of Mars. Man, fuck I mean, vampires, intro, dude. Yeah, I think the intro kind of told us told us what we thought about vampires. Ghost of Mars is at, at the very least like, man, this is a wreck. Like this is a fucking like a plane crash. It's at least interesting you know what i mean oh, like it's I at least like 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. However, it's so bad. <laughs> it's just like every choice is the wrong one. It's so weird. Well, like, here's, I mean, like, I'll say this. It started off good because, like, they did this thing where, like, they drag her ass up in front of the high court and they're like, what happened? And you're like, oh, we're going to get a story about, like, what went down and why she's, like, maybe the only survivor. And I'm like, I like this. And then it just progressively gets weirder and worse. And, like, also just, like, I don't know. It's like John Carpenter has some weird ideas of what he thinks the future is going to be. I mean, it's just, like, a it's supposed to be, like, a goofy action horror movie. And it's just so bad. It's so bad. I think I have the ward next. I also have the ward next. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's okay. One of the funniest images of the ward is when they're in group and that one girl has just put lipstick all over her face. Yeah. Yeah, it's very okay. What have you got after that? After that, I have... Escape from L.A. Hey, okay. guess who else has Escape from L.A.? <laughs> It's almost as if the Mac half of his career is kind of a mess. Yeah, it really, really is. And I also think, too, and it's something I wrote about during Escape from Escape from L.A., it feels like he was a guy who was meant to make movies in the 80s. And then yeah. like, when the 90s showed up, like people just weren't kind of buying the John Carpenter brand anymore. Like They were still showing up because they're like, because I feel like he's a guy where it's like every movie he made, it's like, well, this one next one could be another like The Thing or another In the Mouth of Madness. But it's just like he kept getting bogged down by the fact that there was just things he couldn't like he couldn't do. In his time, he was never a big director. You know what I mean? Like he was never a guy who was making millions of dollars at the box office. He was always either struggling financially or you know, making a movie that, like, makes a return on investment, like Christine or Starman, excuse yeah. me, or They Live. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, he was barely breaking even. He was never a guy who was, who was never a guy who, like, killed at the box office, except for Halloween. That's why I think they kept letting him do it, is they're like, the next one could be another Halloween, and you could all remember Halloween? the last Halloween. Yeah, or it could be another, like, The Fog, which is like, yeah, that's good. What have you got after Escape from L.A.? Oh, I've got Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I have that a lot higher, but okay. I think okay. it's, I think it's cute. I, it has its, it's moments. Fun, right? I think it, it with if it was anybody else but Chevy Chase, <laughs> I think it'd be a See, really I good think, movie. I think Chase is why it works. Uh, I completely disagree, but okay. Like because I think every Chevy Chase movie, you kind of want to punch him in the mouth. But I think the reason this works is because you can't see him. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I've got Christine in this spot. It's ah, it's fine. I it's, like it's fine. Christine. I have Christine. All I like high. Christine too. It's it's fine. It's just I think it's a very I think like if you're looking at every Stephen King adaptation. I just don't think it's anywhere near the level of other Stephen King actors. Oh, I disagree. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. I am illiterate, so I don't really know, I guess. I think it's a solid Stephen King adaptation. Um, you know it's a great Stephen King adaptation. What's that? The Mangler. I don't know The Mangler. You don't know The Mangler? No. 
I'll just let you look up the Mangler. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah whatever's after the uh, Invisible. Oh, whatever's Invisible. after Memoirs for you. Memoirs of Invisible Man. After, uh, after Memoirs of Invisible Man, I have Big Trouble in Little China. Another one I have a lot higher. I think this is where you, you're you going to get your feelings hurt. I have The Fog right here. You're, you're wrong, but okay. I mean, it's an opinion, so <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it's an opinion, so I can tell you that you're wrong. Ooh, Toby Hooper, The Mangler. What yeah, this? 95. It's a weird movie. Interesting. All right. Well, I, one day I really like Toby I, Hooper. I really like the fog. I'm just gonna say it. I really. No, like I, the I don't hate. I don't hate the. Actually, the, every time I watch the fog, I like it a little more. It is weird that Halloween sleeps with Halloween three in that movie, though. It is weird. That it's it's very yeah. weird. It's 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 the one part of that movie that, that I think that really holds it back. Um, but I love I love the weird structure. I love the just the the. Ah, it's it's good. It's good. My also, next I'll one say is, this: if we're yeah. if we're gonna go there, um, you're wrong about Big Trouble in Little China. That that should be higher. That's fine. I just didn't like it. I I like I respect what the movie's trying to do. I just don't. It doesn't work for me. I get you. What's next up for you? Village of the Damned. Okay, I've got Starman here. <laughs> That's Village of the Damned. You know, I actually kind of like Village of the Damned. I think his Village of the Damned is a little wacky. I love the ending. I love the bugfuck climax. But man, a lot of it is just so uninspired. Well, here's my question. You're telling me Superman couldn't take on that many children? Like, just fucking laser beam their heads. Honestly. 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 You said you have Starman next? Guess what? Starman, Starman, baby. Yeah. I feel bad that Starman, like, I'll say this, he he directed Jeff Bridges to an Oscar nomination. Hey, guess what? Starman, it's very good. It's fun. <laughs> like, it's it's a little, it's a little stuck in its time. Yeah. But, but I'm interested to know, like, I, I don't know, that's actually one that I'd be like, yeah, you know what, take another crack at Starman, make that movie again. I, you know, I will, I want to rewatch Starman, because I think I might love it on a second watch it might secretly be like your um what do you call it fuck the straight story for him yeah maybe not quite that high but in the sense of like it's such a departure from what he normally does yeah okay and i have village of the damned after star man after village of the damned i have and this one's gonna hurt a lot of people's feelings i have halloween Nah, not really. I mean, I think it's fine. You've got no problem with the music. You just have problems with the structure of that movie. It's just the, the movie. I just I hate. I hate Michael Myers. <laughs> I hate and the. You hate like, him because like, like you never got to murder your sister. Like what's what's your problem here? No, I hate Michael Myers because I just hate like what it represents, especially like in American culture. I just really I think I find it kind of gross. And I'm gonna say it. I prefer. I prefer. I, I um. I prefer Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> oh, guys. I don't think just, it's. Uh... I don't think it's better. I just think. I think it at least tries to fucking figure out something with Michael Myers. 
Yeah, I get that. Okay, guys, I don't, I would, I haven't done this in 160 episodes, but I'm just gonna get it out of the way now. His Instagram handle, if you want to let him know what you think about him liking Rob Zombie. Hey, whoa, me. no, hold on. <laughs> I'll just splice it in later. Don't worry, we won't do that here. After Village of the Damned, I have Halloween. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an iconic movie. I understand why that movie was so huge at the time, but if you watch that movie every year like I do, you start to see the cracks in that movie pretty apparently yeah yeah but it gave us jamie lee curtis so you know gave us, mad it, at it gave us jamie lee curtis i'm not that mad so you know exactly Although, and also i mean that's that's cool oh his oh his his score is incredible like it's still being used to this day it's gonna be if used in a week i was gonna say if that score if it does if that movie does not have that score that movie's fucked it's it's got the score. I mean, David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride are both smart enough to realize that that score is is fucking money. I mean, his movie minus that score, not a, not 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 a, not nearly as good as it is. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That score is definitely a part of it. I'll say this: I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the new one, but it looks like most of that movie is her fighting Michael Myers in a house. I kind of hope it just turns into the fight from They Live. It's just like the two of them are just beating the absolute shit out of each other. Like, I hope Jamie Lee Curtis does a Busaiko knee to Michael Myers at one point. Like, that's how insane I want that fight to be. <sighs> you have no desire to see that movie, do you? No. <laughs> but you're going to go see that movie, aren't you? Probably. What do you have after Halloween? That's a very good question. What do I have? I have the thing. After Halloween, I'm actually surprised that this wasn't higher on your list. I have Assault on Precinct 13. Uh, Assault on Precinct 13? Did I already mention? I didn't mention Assault on Precinct 13. No, you haven't mentioned it. I'm surprised. Yes. I'm surprised it wasn't like it wasn't like in your top four. Oh yeah, uh, it almost was. I went with They Live instead. Wanted to throw everybody off, huh? Yeah, and throw everybody off the scent. I love Assault and Precinct 13. We all know this. Have I not said Christine? I don't think so yet. Okay, well, Christine goes behind Halloween in the thing. I, I thought I said it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, what have you got? What are the last three before your, uh, your four? There's three before the four? Okay, so I guess I got the fog. No, because Christine goes between Halloween and, and the thing. They go, it goes behind them. Gotcha. So that's two, right? That leaves one. I've still got three left on mine, but I might be just one behind you. So I've got Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Damn, it's high. Damn, it's high. I kind of enjoyed it more than I thought. I, I've been putting it off for so long, and I think I was so pleasantly surprised by it that that's why it jacked up so hard. High. I mean, like, it could be a thing where I go back in a year and watch and go like, oh, this is a lot slower than I remembered. But also, too, I just kind of love how much of a dick Sam Neill is in that movie. He's doing a lot. He really, really is. And then I've got They Live. A good movie. We'll it talk is. about it. <laughs> we will. <laughs> oh, so you think we will. Or so you think. Yeah, the one right on the outside, number five for me, is Assault on Precinct 13. That's fair. And for me, it's Big Trouble in Little China. It's good, but... It's... I for sure thought that was going to be on your list. I don't know why. 
I mean, it's a genre movie, and you know me, I love genre movies like that. Also, I, I couldn't justify having three Kurt Russell faces on our Mount Rushmore if it comes to it. Yeah, three different Kurt Russells. Yeah, one with an eye patch, one in a tank top, one in a silly hat. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. If the thing does make it on there, it's just going to be Wilford Brimley, but it's that shot where they're looking at him through the, the door, and he's just got the noose behind him. Mm-hmm. That is a shot from this movie. That is a shot from this movie. It's okay, I want to come in now. You, you can't trust Clark. Well, should we hash this out? You know, I suppose we gotta at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, it has all been leading to this. Well, I'll say this. Three of our four movies each have all been episodes before. There's that. Yes. I'm all for making the thing a second episode we do at some point as the nine. So if you want to kick that off and put they live on there, it's fine. I know where the thing sits in my mind. We've like it's, it's done, buddy. We've done the thing. No, no, that's my point. That's how funny it would be to me to force it back into. God, the, into I a... don't want to do that though. Um, oh, it sounds like the things on the list is what I'm hearing. I think the thing is on the list. Yeah, it is. I don't even need it at number one. It's fine. Oh. I think it has to be. You know what I mean? No, I think no, I think Prince of Darkness has to be number one. Really? It's higher up it's higher up on my it's higher up on my list. You don't have the thing on your list. It's your number one, it's my number two. I think by default it has to be number one. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. I think we do Prince of Darkness. We do In the Mouth of Madness, and then we do the thing, and then we do Escape from New York. At number four. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah? Good. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, we called it. It was the Apocalypse Trilogy and one other movie. Escape from New York at number four, In the Mouth of Madness at number three, The Thing at number two, and Prince of Darkness at number one. Sounds good. Well, our number four, guys, is the 1981 movie from John Carpenter, and... It takes place in 1997 when the U.S. president, played by Donald Pleasance, yes, a British man, crashes into Manhattan, now a giant maximum security prison. And there's only one man who can get in and get him out in time. And he's a convicted bank robber sent to rescue him. And his name? Well, you're going to meet him in a minute. And just call him Snake. The 1981 movie from John Carpenter starring Kurt Russell, Isaac Hayes, Donald Pleasance, Lee Van Cleef, Ernest Borgnine, and Harry Dean Stanton as Harold Brain Hellman. It is, of course, Escape from New York. All right. He's dangerous, sir. I know. I'll be okay. I'm not a fool, Pliskin. Call me Snake. S.D. Pliskin. American, Lieutenant, Special Forces Unit, Black Light. Two Purple Hearts, Leningrad and Siberia. Youngest men to be decorated by the President. 
He robbed the Federal Reserve Depository. Life sentence, New York Maximum Security Penitentiary. I'm ready to kick your ass out of the world, war hero. Who are you? Hauk. Police Commissioner. Bob Hauk. Special Forces Unit, Texas Thunder. We heard of you too, Pliskin. Why are we talking? I have a deal for you. You received full pardon for every criminal action you've committed in the United States. It was an accident. About an hour ago, a small jet went down inside New York City. The president was on board. President of what? That's not funny, Pliskin. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. 24 hours, huh? I'm making you an offer. Bullshit. Straight, just like I said. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Get a new president. We're still at war, Pliskin. We need him alive. I don't give a fuck about your war. Or your president. Is that your answer? I'm thinking about it. Think hard. I'd like you to start referring to me as the Duke of New York. The Duke of New York is pretty sweet. Fucking Isaac Hayes, when he shows up in this movie, you're just like, what the fuck? And there he is. There's Truck Turner right there. Yeah. There's Chef. Oh. What? He's Chef. He's better than that. He's iconic as Chef, first of all. He's iconic as a fucking Isaac Hayes. What are you talking about? I know. I know. I just like him as Chef. I'm sorry, he has some great lines. I'm just saying. You know what else just... we didn't say? Frank Doubleday. Oh, Frank Doubleday. Everybody in this movie fucking whips and has a sick name. It's true. It's true. Nobody has nobody has a lame name. Harry Dean Stanton is just called Brain. That's right. I do love that there's... You know, and it's one of the things that Carpenter does so well... And he did. He starts to do, he starts to do it less and less as his movies go on. There is mythology into his movies that you never get the answers to. No, like like everyone knows Snake Plissken, but you're not a hundred percent sure why. You're like, yeah, all right. He's a lieutenant. Everybody hates him. His name is Snake. That's cool. It is. He's cool. He's got an eye patch. Yeah. You don't know why he's got an eye patch. No one does. It's it's, it's one of the great mysteries. He fucking kicks ass. Everything he does is fucking cool. So this movie starts off with the president. By the way, why would you fly the president over New York? Why would you? Yeah. Who did this? Also, how Whose did they idea elect a British this? man president? <laughs> and you know, guys, if you want to see the president from this movie shirtless, go back to our exploitation episode from this cycle. He's He's there and he's shirtless. He is. It's real gross. <laughs> it's so funny how they also make you flip allegiances in this movie. Like, because you kind of feel bad for the president. And then once he's back in the real world, you're like, oh, you're a fucking prick. Like, you fucking Reagan ass fucking motherfucker. Go fucking die. Yeah, exactly. You stupid bitch. And. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the whole plot of this movie is he crash lands in New York like the fucking like New York people who are still there grab him because it's a prison colony. 
And one of my favorite moments is when like they is when Lee Van Cleef's character comes into the city and has an interaction with Frank Doubleday's character Romero. And he says, he says to him, like, he goes, you have 10 seconds or we're going to kill him. And like, he goes, what do you guys want? And he goes, nine. And he's just like, he goes, we can give you whatever you want. He goes, seven. And you're just like, they're not fucking around, man. And they were going to kill him if you don't get the fuck out of there. Hey, you guys better leave. I, I fucking out. love, I love how scummy Frank, Frank Doubleday's character is. Oh, it's great. And you're just like, you guys should like, you guys should go probably actually. You're like, Ooh, I would leave right now. He does this weird thing when they finally like back up and the guy like, like uh, Van Cleef's character is like, okay, everyone back up. And like he just kind of opens his mouth at him, almost like he's like snarling at him. But it's such a weird choice. Like, I wonder what the direction was for him. It is a weird choice. It's wonderful. I truly am. I just kind of in awe of. I'm not like a huge. And I think you've kind of noticed this, people. People listening. Not a huge Carpenter fan. Not like I don't have anything against him, that he's just not like one of my guys. Um, and so it's when he when they do hit, they hit hard. So like this movie, the other movies that kind of made it, I I do truly just go like, man, what a picture, you know, what a picture. How do they keep grabbing Snake Snake Plissken? I just think he's bad at hiding. You know, he's he's the one guy who's like, no, I'm not going to get a fake eye that actually can help me see. I lost my eye. I accept my consequences. So he's the one guy with an eye patch in America. Basically, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't hate if that was the reason why they kept getting Snake Blizzkin. I, you know, I don't know entirely what the reason is, but I just think it's fucking funny. It is. And they keep getting him to do what they want the same way every time. Let's inject his ass. They can never not get that guy, you know? It's true. Well, the movie doesn't happen without him. That's true. That is very true. It's kind of a rough one if you don't. You do You do be needing him to do stuff. Yeah, very, very true. And they do. And they say, like, hey, you've got, like, 12 hours to get... You gotta get that president. You gotta get him out of there. You get him out of there, and then if the plan, we do, we're not entirely sure what the plan is after that. However, we're pretty sure we can bring him home. Well, they they inject him with like a bomb in his neck, and they tell Snake like, "Hey, look, like you're gonna you're gonna get him out of there, and if you can't, like this bomb's gonna go off and it's gonna kill you." And he's like. He's like, you got like 15 hours or so to do it. And Snake, I, I love the line that Snake says, he goes, what if I'm a little late? <laughs> and they're like, well, they're like, yeah, yeah. What are, like, what if, what if you, yeah, don't like, be. Don't be? I mean, like, that would have been my response to him. And, you know, it's one of my favorite things about this movie. At no point are you worried about Snake Plissken. No, he's got it. Oh, yeah, he's fucking on it like a house on fire. Like he's he's not getting fucked with. Like he's 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 got it. He's 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 fine. You, you ain't got to worry about Snake Plissken. His name is Snake Plissken. Come on. It is true. He is like the guy where you're just like, 
How is anyone going to fuck with Snake Plissken here? The answer is they're not. We are not. That's the thing. And a lot of people try, too. A lot of people try unsuccessfully to fuck with him. Yeah, it is true, huh? Like, a lot of people try to get the best of Plissken, and he's just like, nope. It's impossible. It's He's Snake Plissken. It's a Fritz Bernays. It's a what? Oh, it's a line from uh, Bridesmaids. Interesting. Ladies, it's a Fritz Bernays. You just can't do any better. Oh, okay. Now I'm remembering the line you're talking about. It's a great line. Oh, Tyler, you could get Halloween on 4K. I could. However, I did see there was something else on 4K that I was thinking about. Alligator, obviously. Uh, no, it was... They don't have blowout on 4K. Oh, on uh, Criterion. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. A Prince of Darkness on 4K. Ooh. I mean, I'm getting it on Blu-ray, but that, that 4K would look pretty sweet, too. It would look pretty good. It would look pretty good, in my opinion. Well, I'm gonna, also, I'm going to tell you. Ooh, They Live would be good, too. Man, there's a lot of shit on here. It's like good stuff. Yeah. And I don't mean shit isn't like crap. I mean, like, shit isn't like, holy crap, look at all this stuff. You have Bones. Ooh, the people under the stairs is here. Oh, I want that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop looking. Yeah, so Ooh. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna respect John Carpenter and put Ooh. this down, despite the fact that there's seventeen dollars for a Prince of Darkness, 4K. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, I will be thinking about that. Don't think I'll pull the trigger just yet. But yeah, no. The, the, if you've never seen Escape from New York, what are you doing? What are you I doing? Mean, yeah, it's like it's easily like one of the great like kind of genre like action movies of its time. And also too, it it makes Kurt Russell a fucking star. Yeah. Yeah, that's the movie where you you, you kind of you watch Kurt Russell and you just go he's it, he is the guy. He's charisma in a can in that movie. Like and he it's, isn't really yeah. even that charismatic, which is the crazy part. No, it's that's the the nuts part about the whole thing is that he is he's just kind of doing like a John Wayne impression. Yeah, yeah. And it's like But like one of the like good a, Waynes. Yeah, it's like an okay John Wayne impression, but it still like really works. Oh, he dials it up. He dials it up for other performances to do John Wayne. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. We, it's not in the list, but Big Trouble in Little China. He also does like a. He doesn't do like a John Wayne, but he does like a. Like a Stallone performance, if it makes sense. It does. Where it's like a just. He's very good. He is very good. He's got just an innate charisma to him that like Carpenter. I don't know. Carpenter understood, like what he wanted with him. He, as the kids say, understood the assignment. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. So does everyone else in it, though, too. Like, like, and it's weird, too. Like, by the end of that movie, you're like, man, the people from New York are getting a raw deal, kind of. They are. Everybody's getting a raw deal. Well, except you for know? the rich. Well, except for the rich people. But most yeah. people in the movie, raw they deal. get it. They get a raw deal. Yeah. <laughs> they are an Arnold Schwarzenegger from the 80, movie from the 80s. It's raw yes. deal all around. Raw deal all around. Yes. What a movie, raw deal, honestly. I don't know if I've seen Raw Deal. Have you not seen Raw Deal? I think I have. Well, it's great because 
Thank you. Arnold Schwarzenegger has to do like uh he does like a undercover moment and it's fucking hilarious. Well, because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're like, how yeah. does Arnold Schwarzenegger go undercover? And it's like you don't. <laughs> he doesn't. I go undercover like this, and then he puts a cover over his head, and you're like, I don't think he understands the assignment. It's like it's just like an M4 going off. Well, I think we can move on. I think we've said enough. Like, I mean, it's it's a great movie, guys. Check it out movie. if you have not seen it. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you're not going to go watch it, at least lie to us. Yeah. Like, don't 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 tell me don't tell me things. If you're going not going to, just lie to us. Oh, it's very funny. Thank you. I try yeah. to be. I try. I have my no, moments. I, I think. No, you, you're very funny. You want to tell us what our number three is? Our number three film is a supernatural horror film scored and directed by the one, the only, John Carpenter, and written by Michael DeLuca. It's a movie we have talked about before. It stars Sam Neill, Julie Carmen, and a bunch of other people, including Charlton Heston, from 1994, In the Mouth of Madness. Friend. Beautiful. Everybody says you got the best nose for a con in the business. But to see it firsthand, I mean to watch you work, is incredible. When I wasn't hard, Robbie, the guy's wife liked me. Besides, he was an amateur. It's too easy with amateurs. So you try to figure out who's professional and who isn't. That's when it gets fun when you run into a pro. You know, most of my salesmen couldn't sniff out a phony claim if their noses were nailed to it. But you, man, you never miss. What's the miss? You learn to expect the worst on people and you get it. Everyone's looking to play an angle. I'm always there to clean up the mess. I tell you what, you stop freelancing, join my staff. I'll make it worth your while, Trent. Forget it, Robbie. I'm an on man. Nobody pulls my strings. I'm independent. I'm happy. Well, be my man one more time. I'm having quite a difficult mess with our game. Publishing house? Yeah, it's my biggest account. They just filed a claim. It cost me millions. I want you on this right away. What's the claim? Sutter Kane's missing. Who? Huh? Sutter Kane. Yeah, do you do you read Seta Kane and then <laughs> when they blow that dude away, and then like not only does Sam Neill continue on with his day as opposed to like I would have gone home, I would have called up whoever was my appointment for that day and said I'm not coming in. I just watched a man get brutally shot by cops. Like, you know, I think I'm good, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he goes to he goes to his fucking appointment, and they're like. They're like, yeah, we uh, we've got all these problems with this writer Sutter Kane. We need you to investigate, and he's like, yeah, I can investigate. And they're like, they're like, well, you met his priest publisher or his uh, his agent. He was the guy who was just shot down. At that moment, I would have been like, gone. Sorry. You know what? Actually, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm actually, 
I am the most good I've ever been. Sorry, Playboy. Ain't got no time for it. Yeah, no, I would not have been. I would have not been continuing on that assignment. But hey, you know what? He did. And hats off to him for that. Honestly, hats off to him. Hats off to Hollywood. Yes, indeed. It is kind of crazy that they let him make this movie. It really fucking is, man. It's after Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I kind of understand like why you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shift gears. You gotta go back to what you know. But they really let him have one more swing. And honestly, I think this is the one that might connect the best. I think so. Yeah, even though it's our number three. There is something to this, and I think it's only because we like two and one a little better personally. Well, yeah. But in terms of like stringing it all together, like this might be the one. Yeah, I think so. I think this is the one that's probably the easiest to show like newer fans. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking crazy. I think this one and the thing, I think, are two of the the the, the most digestible of the apocalypse trilogy i think this one because it it's more contemporary it kind of it kind of feels more like like a modern movie yeah it does like it's aged incredibly well since it came out in 94 Mm -hmm. it feels like a24 could put this out actually that is a really good point a24 could remake this movie tomorrow and you'd be like oh yeah that makes sense so Sam Neill is like an insurance fraud investigator. He is an insurance investigator. It is a throwback to the. It reminds me of Double Indemnity. It does, but with body horror. But with body horror, yes. No, I mean the insurance investigator stuff. Yeah. No, no, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it's very much this like man who thinks he's got the a grip on the world and he knows what's what and then he kind of gets thrown for a loop and unfortunately it's not a femme fatale it's this like like writer who can make things happen by writing them yeah he really he learns that he can make stuff happen by writing it and then he uses it for evil he does he does it's, use it for evil it's wonderful um in the mouth of madness he's a stone cold five it is, yeah. The more I watch it, the more I'm just like, man, this is like a near-perfect movie. Also, too, do you have a Halloween costume for this year? I do not, no. I think you should honestly, and this would be pretty cheap, get a gray pair of pajamas and then just draw crosses all over your body. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you kind of got Sam Neill's look. You could comb your hair like that. I could. I do have short hair right now, though. He's got short hair, doesn't he? He might. I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I thought he had longer hair. No, he does have short hair. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to picture Sam Neill with long hair. Can't do it. God, I want to talk about this a little more. I mean, I know we've. The sad thing is, the next, this one and the next two, we've done episodes about all of them. I don't think we have to go fully in on all of them since we've all done no. episodes. No. On but... them. Um, we could just be like, not like we could just be like, look at a point to the to the episodes however i do think uh you're gonna get a lot of the same stuff which is man in the mouth of madness what a cool movie also michael deluca what a weird guy michael deluca do i know him he became a movie producer 
he was the former uh, president of New Line and DreamWorks. New Line, okay, interesting. Michael DeLuca, and that was this like his first of like foray into movies. This is the I think the only movie he's ever written. Oh, he wrote this. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, he oh, actually wow, what wrote. A weird fucker. He wrote a few. He he's got his start. He made a short film based off a of Lawnmower Man, which is based more directly off the short story. He wrote Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, this movie, and then Judge Dredd. Yeah, and that's a weird list of movies. Stopped writing movies because he made Judge Dredd. He's a he was a production executive on Old School. He's got a thanks in Spawn and Bed of Roses. Weird, weird guy. Weird filmography, to be sure. If he produced Old School or helped with it, that, that movie made him a lot of money. I bet. All right. Well, I'm going to take us into our number two, because the Mouth of Madness has been closed. I mean, even though it's never really closed. Never really closed, and... no. No, never. In the Mouth of Madness, maybe the most the movie has ever banged. <laughs> it's very possible. If we were going to talk about all-time bangers on this show. It could be in contention for all-time bangers. I will say this, guys. For any of these outside of Escape from New York, uh, we have done full episodes on three of these four. So if it sounds like we're like, I don't know, I mean, what the fuck do you want? We already talked about this. That's kind of the thing. But we're really going really to try on two and one. These, these ones are special. And our number two is a very special movie to me because it may or may not just be one of my favorite movies of all time. The 1982 film that he made after kind of being given the world. And let's be honest, I don't think they ever gave him the world again after this one, but man, what a fucking swing. It did not do very well in its time, but it has since become a cult hit and has become one of the seminal body horror movies of all time. It is of course the movie that stars Thomas G. White's John Polis, Donald Moffat, Peter Maloney, Charles Hallon, Richard Dysart, David Clennon, TK Carter, Richard Mosser, Keith David, Wilford Brimley, and of course, Kurt Russell as McCready. This is the 1982 movie from John Carpenter, and it may be my favorite horror movie of all time, if not a top 10 movie of all time. This is The Thing. Now I'll show you what I already know. It's a crock of shit. Let's try the Doc and Clark. Clark. And Clark was human, huh? Which makes you a murderer, don't it? Palmer now. This is pure nonsense. Doesn't prove a thing. I thought you'd feel that way, Gary. You were the only one that could have got to that blood. We'll do you last. Get away from me! Retreating! What is it?
Let's do it. Get me out of here! Cut me loose! Cut me the hell! Come on, get me out of here! Come on, get me out of here! Cut me loose, damn it! Gentlemen have been through a lot. And when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's moments like this. I wish you were here in Reno so I could reach across the table and strangle you. <laughs> this is the greatest fucking movie of all time. It's so incredible. And you know what? To quote Hank Venture. The reason it works, they don't let dames get involved. It's just a bunch of dudes figuring out a problem. That's what I love about it. Nobody's twisting their ankle while trying to carry a picnic basket or whatever. Oh, it's just dudes figuring it out. All right, that's my that's my male my male rant for the moment. Um, no, I fucking love <laughs> the thing. It's it's so fucking perfect. And you know what? Honestly, this is what I think his number one and his number two share in common. Like they. Both are single location movies with like a cast of about seven to ten. Yeah. Yeah. And there there's no way to leave. That's I think that yes. I think this movie at least it makes at least this movie it makes sense that they can't leave because they're in they're literally on an island that is frozen solid. In the next movie, it's a little bit more tenuous. The next movie, though, it's because, like, if they go out there, there's there's stuff waiting for them. Like, there that's is. the thing. The, the only thing stopping them from leaving this is the elements. Like, it's their greatest weapon and their greatest and their greatest, like, curse. Because, like, if they could just walk out of there, they'd be like, well, look, we'll just leave it. We'll make sure everyone's human and we'll just leave. But, like, with the elements, it's like, no, you're kind of trapped here. No, you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. Hey guys, you're fucked. Um, you can't leave. Also, aliens. You know. Oh man, she watched The Descent for the first time, and she didn't know anything about it. What a picture! And oh my god, like, well, it's our number one. It was our number one movie of the two thousands. I mean, like, she when that fucking camera comes back and the creature's just there she just went oh no oh no and i was like and it's it's all related back to what we're saying here i said to her hey babe 
what's worse than going in a cave where you don't know where you're going? She's like, what? And I'm like, going into a cave where there's cave goblins. And she's like, she goes, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, well, there you go. To ask you, Tyler, what's worse than being trapped in a place just covered her with snow? My guess is being trapped in a place with snow and then uh, there's aliens. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, good God, does this movie just like set you up for the perfect like 90 minutes of just like, Someone ain't playing fair here. Someone someone is not who they say they are. Personally, I I don't think I would like to be around aliens, you know? Personally. If you had to pick one alien from the movies to be around, who would you be around? That's a good question. I think E.T. Because I think even if he tried if even if even if E.T. fucked around, I feel like I could I could take him. I think John Carpenter's the thing. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It never. I, we talked about it. We have a whole episode about it. It never really. It never really worked for me. Must be sad to be you. It must be. It has to be. It is sad. I would prefer yeah. to like this movie because everybody else likes it. I don't think it's that. It's it's not that. It's not that. I, I just think you either get this movie at the right time or you don't. Like, either get this movie, like, when you're supposed to or, like, I, I, I just think you see a version of it. You Honestly, you know what it is? I think you see a version of this movie you like better or you, or, like, you don't, actually. Like, God, I, does that make sense? Sort of. Um, I like. I think. I think this is either the version of the. You know. You know the the, the uh, Agatha Christie Ten Little Indians. I yes. Yeah. That, I mean, it's it's yeah. that's that's the story that like a lot of this type of fiction is based off of. I mean, that story is also derivative of other stories from that time period. But we talked about it. We have a long episode about. It, if you want to listen to me try to elucidate on this more, I I think you're right. I think this is a movie that was like built up and built up and people are like oh it's one of the greatest horror movies of all time and i already for whatever reason have have not like a disdain like i don't dislike john carpenter i do in fact really like a couple of his um movies uh we've actually talked about a couple three of these four were on your list were on my list i know and so like obviously i enjoy his movies However, I think this movie, for whatever reason, was just so hyped up to me that I was, I just, I've never been able to separate it from its large amount of, hey, this is the best movie ever. Like, this is the best horror movie ever. And I think that expectation just, it doesn't. It doesn't follow through for me. I, I I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. If I can ask, what is your movie that plays this? Yours is Hateful Eight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Hateful Eight. Which I mean, honestly, it owes a lot of a lot of credit to this movie. So in some ways, you do like this movie, which is very funny. What was your question before you cut 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 me off with Hateful Eight? Cut yourself off with Hateful Eight. That was my 
question. I was going to say what that I think I think we can answer your question right there. I think Hateful Eight is is the movie that like is the movie that like you like better than this. Like it's the same premise. It's like somebody's not, not telling the truth and we have to figure out who it is. Yes, I think Hateful Eight is obvi- like obviously like a different type of movie where it kind of takes this and sort of floats it on its head a little bit. In some respects, yeah. I don't like the original the the thing from outer space that much either like i'm not like a fan of either movie and i also don't like the novella it's based off of so maybe this is just like a story that i'm just like kind of just don't like the story in general what do you not like about it it's i just find it so boring and so derivative and so like male fantasy and navel gazy that i'm just like i'm kind of bored i find i don't know i just find mccready just so obnoxious and so clearly the villain of the movie He's the only one taking charge. Yeah. He has shit to hide. I don't know. I think it also just like rubs against. You think, you think it's McCready at the end. I think it's McCready at the end. I think the alien's McCready at the end. I've always thought it's McCready you, at the end. And I think, think anybody who doesn't think movie? it. I think it's McCready most of the movie. Okay. Interesting. That's my so you're philosophy. When that dog first enters that room and you see the shadow of someone on the wall, you think that's McCready, maybe. I don't. I don't think it's McCready the whole time, like, because it's not obviously, like. <laughs> but I do think there's a point where, like, yeah, towards the end, it's like obviously him. And I think the idea that, like, I think the the fucking when people placate the ending and they're like, oh, it's either Keith David or McCready. I think it's kind of. I think it's it that doesn't matter. It's about the fact that neither of these men are getting out of this. And the fact that they yeah, no, were, the movie. I think it's also about just like the, the, these two people who there's a communication breakdown and they're unable to figure out what the fuck is going on. That's the interesting aspect of this movie. The movie that is not interesting is like the, just just I don't know. I just I doesn't it never really clicks with me. I, I prefer more of the like drama and the interactions than I do like the monster effects. I think the monster effects are cool. Don't get me wrong. But I think the movie, I think the movie definitely does like leans into the, to that too much for me. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why it doesn't work. I mean, it should. I understand, I understand why. I, th- I think maybe too. I mean, like, when did you see this movie? I first saw it when I was like 26. I mean, that's pretty old to see this movie like i feel like this is a movie too where if you don't see it like yeah that could be a part of it too you know like the smoke I mean, and mirrors to the movies like it's already gone you know what i mean yeah, like, exactly I, I know i know how the sausages that i know how they're made so yeah. like but i just i don't know it should click i should be walking around being like yeah the thing fucking rules man but i, I just i've never Ever since I first watched it, I've just never really had a thing for it. I think it's fine. I love the thing. I love it so much. I like. I love every character. I love how every time in the movie, the thing you can start to kind of like maybe wonder where it's going wrong for each of them in terms of like when they become the thing. It's it's so much fun. I I mean I love the blood the blood testing scene is incredible. That's a good scene. Yeah. I mean, and uh, man, fucking him and Kurt Russell. Nobody, nobody was ever, nobody was ever better with either of them. Nobody's ever directed Kurt Russell better, and Kurt Russell's never been better directed by anybody. 
Quentin Tarantino would agree with you that he got that curb that Carpenter gets a better performance out of him than he does. I would argue that this isn't the best performance. In I'm not saying it's a... the best. I'm not saying it's the best. That's I, I think would... that's Snake Plissken. Honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think it's yeah. even. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think it's even his best under Carpenter. No, no, Carpenter's best with him, I think, is Snake Plissken. There's there's yeah. so much he's doing there without doing almost anything. It's almost kind of a master class in no acting with acting. I I think he gets Kurt Russell in a way that other people don't. I would say the only other person that really got Kurt Russell is um oh, what's his fucking name? Robert Zemeckis. What does he got Kurt Russell in? Uh, used cars. Are you joking with? I can't tell if you're joking with me. I'm not joking. Used cars is great. Oh, okay. I've never seen used cars. <laughs> I mean, if if it was if it was a joke, it's a fucking weird joke for me to make. It's. I mean, no. It's like it's so <laughs> obscure that I'm just like I'm like maybe that's hysterical and I just don't get it. <laughs> Someone's just in the car, just like doubled over laughing. Almost got in an accident because of that joke. No, the the joke would have been to go with um, Gary Marshall and Overboard. That's funny. That's where you go that with that I joke. Get. That's that's a that's yeah. yeah. I think we can both agree that the thing at least has, if even if it's maybe not for you, you have to. I think you have to agree that it's very well executed. Yeah, I mean, and also you gotta watch the thing. I don't like <laughs> the fact that we're yeah. not putting it number one is, I think, needlessly contrarian. <laughs> But, like, I'm here no, for it. I, no, I honestly, I, I disagree. I think the number one spot, as much as I love The Thing, The Thing is probably my favorite horror movie, and as I said, maybe a top ten movie for me of all time. There is something to our number one that I cannot put into words of why it works just a little bit better. Because it's kind of the same movie. Because like we said, we jokingly said it months and months and months ago, it will be the Apocalypse Trilogy and one other movie and that's yeah. what it's come to be yeah i think i think that was the joke that i made i was just like we really got to do a mount rushmore for john carpenter <laughs> like we've already talked about three of them taking the journey through his filmography was not a chore no it was super it was really easy yeah his, his filmography is fascinating because of like how he is clearly a man who like got in at the right time made one of the most seminal works in a genre like and even if you don't like that movie, like still did it. And like then for the rest of his career kind of just made his own art and it didn't work sometimes. And other times it's actually pretty damn fascinating. Yeah, no, I think the only time it was real, really difficult is when I got to the end and you really got to slog through those like last four movies. But like other than that, pretty much every movie I didn't watch Bonnie bags, but pretty much every movie I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, like at worst. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, all right. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, Dark Star, I'm just like, okay, it's not for me, but, you know, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. But his number one is something quite special, and it actually comes from the year I was born. What is this movie? Much like most people when they talk about The Thing, this is a movie that, after I watched it for the first time, stuck with me and stuck with me hard this is the second and middle installment of the apocalypse trilogy in a movie that i think flies under the radar when it comes to john carpenter 
It's the movie that diehards and big, big horror heads like myself like to point out as his crowning achievement. And I'm glad that it's the number one spot in our Mount Rushmore. Starring Victor Wong, Jemison Parker, Lisa Blunt, and Donald Pleasance. It was the first of a, a three-picture deal with Carlico Pictures, in which they were all produced under $3 million. This would be the first of two movies that would be put out, the second being They Lived, before that company went under. This is, of course, the pinnacle of John Carpenter's rocky career, let's say. 1987 science fiction supernatural horror film based off of the great english horror tv series quartermass and the pit it's of course prince of darkness suppose what your faith has said was essentially correct suppose there is a universal mind controlling everything a god willing the behavior of every subatomic particle Every particle has an antiparticle. Its mirror image, its negative side. Maybe this universal mind resides in the mirror image instead of in our universe as we wanted to believe. Maybe he's anti-God, bringing darkness instead of light. Why weren't we told the truth? <laughs> Without the technology to confirm, it would have been another legend. But he was our prisoner, not yours. We had a responsibility to warn the rest of the world. Only the corrupt are listened to now. They tell us what we want to hear. We believe it to be divine light. just got colder in here. And, uh, suddenly, it's as if, as if something moved through the room. I hate to say it like this, but John Carpenter really freaked it when he made this movie. What do you mean freaked it? You know, like, he, like, really went all out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It, that's it, fair. It, it, it's, it was like he was possessed by some other being and just was like, just fucking went nuts. It's, I, I, it's, this movie only got a 58% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think that's Wrong. fucking bananas. <laughs> this is, this might be the greatest example. Cause I think people back in the day who saw the thing, cause the thing's problem is it may, it, nobody saw it. I think the thing's problem back in the day is like even the people who saw it were like, no, that's fucking good, man. That's fucking really good. But like, I think the thing with this one is this has gotten a social reappraisal by people, and people have realized this is not only what makes this a little better than the thing is this is not only his most well executed movie, it's also his most well written movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, and it's because it, the premise is even simpler. He really boils the premise down, like, completely. It's real, it's real good. I mean, stop me if you've ever heard this one before. A Catholic priest invites a quantum physicist to uh, join him in the basement of a Los Angeles monastery belonging 
belonging to the Brotherhood of Sleep. By the way, is that not the dopest name ever, the Brotherhood of Sleep? I personally, if someone was like, Brotherhood of Sleep's calling, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Mm. They can keep on calling. I'm going to go do anything else. I don't know what it is about this movie that I'm just like... You know? I do. I do know what you mean by so good. I mean, uh, here's the other thing, too. Why they, and I'm kind of glad they haven't, because I don't think they'd do it right, because the ending of this movie is such the key part to make this movie work. Why has nobody come across this to try to do this again? I don't know. Honestly, part of me is just like, I'm like, we should erase the tapes. I don't want people like it's weird. I don't I don't think people are ready still to appreciate and understand how fucking incredible this movie is. Like this movie is haunting. Like I there's something about it. The way people feel about the thing I feel about this movie or like the way people feel about like, no, there's something like legitimately evil radiating off of this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just like you're not wrong. That's, I'm that's just, the best I'm part. Just like, like, <laughs> like we need to erase the tapes. This move. I mean, I'll say this. Let me tell you this. I ever make something or anything, and they'd be like, they'd be like, Ben, like you got some cachet now in uh, La La Land. Like, what do you, what do you think, buddy? I'd be like, can I get a meeting with Universal? Like, I would get a meeting with Universal. I'd sit down with them. I'd be like, and I would just slide across the Blu-ray copy of the of Prince of Darkness. I go. I want to do this. I want him to score it again. I said, I've got the cast. I want to just do this again. I said, I think this is a movie that should be made like Psycho every 30 years. Because you don't, because here's the beautiful thing about this. Even though we have vastly more technology, which you can use to play into this movie as well, we have vastly more resources and we have vast amounts more of knowledge about everything. And here's the fixed line for everything. It seems that the stuff down in that tank is blocking our internet connection. And you're still fucking cut off. Yeah. The homeless problem is an even bigger issue right now. You can easily address that. Yeah, I I mean, I think the only thing about the homeless issue is you maybe don't make them, like, evil schizophrenics. That's, like, the only thing I think is really, I'm like, all right, we get it, John. You don't like homeless people. But like, is that what he's trying to get at? <laughs> I don't know. It it's just like one of those things where I'm just like, all right, he's got like a he's got a thing. I don't know. Sometimes his stuff with like just like nameless and and faceless evils. I'm like, okay, we get it. You grew up in a small town. It's fine. That is it, isn't it? It's part of it. He grew up in a small like Arkansas yeah. town. Yeah, I'm like, I, is, I get it. You don't like L.A. Okay, all right, I get it. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, I'm just trying to just trying to read the Wikipedia here. No worries. I'll give you some time. What a picture. What a picture. I will say the thing about this movie, the first time you watch it, you're like, man, this is a really slow first hour. And then the second time you watch it, you're like, it's all here. It's all here. Everything's set up here. That's that's exactly what it is. The premise of this movie is that they go down into this basement with this priest who's played by donald pleasance the other guy who maybe the other guy who's kind of like his like his like other leading man that he could use donald pleasance 
I get why he's in this movie. I don't. You're not moving the needle when you when you cast Donald Pleasance in 1987. <laughs> I don't know. I fucking you love him. I, mean? I think I think he's got. I think he's doing some really interesting stuff. Oh no, that. no, no. He's great. He's great. I'm just saying. No one's no one's like oh one for Prince of Darkness because they see Donald Pleasance. Oh in no, 19, there's nobody in 1987. You know what I mean? The only other person I recognize in this movie is Victor Wong. Which I'll tell you right now. Which I'll tell you right now, man. Why did why did the guy who played Walter not have a better career? Dennis Dunn is hysterical. I mean, I know why, but like, there's nobody. Yeah, I, not like there's nobody, but it's just like nobody in this movie. I think that's another reason why it makes. I mean, I mean, it makes it a little bit scarier. It, it's. I mean, yeah, the reason Dennis Dunn doesn't go anywhere is because he's Asian and. It was a not a great time for Asian people in movies, but he does have a, a small run there where he does Year of the Dragon with Michael Camino. He does Big Trouble in Little China. He does The Last Emperor. He does Prince of Darkness. I'm just going to talk over my dog being a dickhole. <laughs> he is the guy um, in Big Trouble in Little China. That's right. And then he and then he ends up being the narrator in a Wang Wang a Wang Wang movie. So you know, it's a pretty good run. Yeah. It's a pretty good little run. I mean, he's still alive. He's still he's still alive. He's he's still around. He was in Luck a few years ago. The Michael Mann show. The Michael Mann David Millich show, where they had to shoot a horse. They did. Because yeah. the horse broke his leg. Yeah, that's pretty. Is, Michael rough. T- is that Michael Teller also? Uh, no, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. What a bad. What a bad show. I watched the first like three episodes of it. I remember being like, oh, this could be something. And then it just started to slow. And I'm like, this isn't it. But that being said, did we see that Michael Mann? Michael Mann got a movie got, got off the ground. Did you see that? Did you see the still? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm buying a ticket. All right. <laughs> shut oh, up. Yeah, you're buying a ticket. Everybody shut up. I'm, I'll go see it. I mean, I don't think people were concerned you weren't going to go see it. That's true. The one thing I do think is really interesting is he is a lot of the actors in this movie are TV actors at the time. It's a cheap movie and it sort of plays into those like indie or like found footage movies that are like really scary because you watch them and you're like, I don't know any of these fucking people. Like these are not people I've ever seen before on film like outside of victor wong outside down pleasance but these are like these are just like not people who exist and so like when they die you're just like well that person's just fucking gone i've never seen them before i don't see them again like (laughs) they existed for a little bit and now they just they've gotten stabbed by a spike like they're gone and there is something about that that is genuinely like makes this movie feel more dangerous uh, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And that's why it does it better than the thing as well. You knew who Kurt Russell was at the time. You knew who the other people were in that movie. Wolford Brimley was a known actor. These were people who you could look at and be like, I've seen that guy in something. I don't know if I can tell you what, but I know I've seen that guy in something. Whereas in this movie, it's like, they all kind of feel like they're just fucking grad students getting picked off one at a time. And also too, you're not wrong. It's like a two location movie. There's a couple shots at the college and then they're in that fucking building the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So they're there and they don't get out. 
And the only time they get out is at the end. Not wrong. It's crazy. It's it's so I don't know. I think this movie I think this movie fucking whips, dude. It does. And it's incredibly effective. Like, I will take nothing away from this movie in the terms of like this movie's ability to make you invest in characters who you know for less than 90 minutes. I'm pretty sure this movie is under 90 minutes. Um the like the sheer power of that. And just like because it's such a and once again, this is why it plays into his apocalypse trilogy so well. Every one of the apocalypse trilogy movies, even if you're not big on one of them or you like one more than the other, they all do the same thing perfectly. The ending of those movies are you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Like it's over. It's fucking <laughs> over. Like whatever version of Earth that is, if you believe in the Rick and Morty concept of multiple inf- infinite universes, infinite possibilities, every one of those universes is fucked. The thing is gonna get found and brought back to civilization. The the goo from Prince of Darkness has gotten out. Sutter Kane has written the apocalypse. Like that's what makes them all so. That's why they're all here too. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but they're all here because. The ending of those movies, he's amazing at making bleak seem entertaining. Yeah. 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 And I, there's nothing more bleak than this ending. Pretty <laughs> which bleak. Is, pretty which bleak. is like. It's a pretty bleak fucking ending. Which is like man. essentially someone being like, I have to go back. And it's like, no. <laughs> it's like. Nah, no, you don't. No, you don't, buddy. Don't worry about it. Like, fucking the devil walked among us for a second. Like, you do not gotta go back, my guy. No, it's it's fucked up. I'm gonna watch this movie again this month, I think. Oh, I think I I might, too. Like, I mean, how do you you not, like, just... I I don't even know how to put it. Like, how do you not look at this movie and... Yeah, I mean, as you can see, I bought Prince of Darkness on Blu-ray because I watched my copy of it. And do you ever do you ever watch the episode where they get a Walmart in South Park? I think so. And there's a moment where they're all like they all choose not to go to the Walmart because they find out it's evil. And at one point they're all just sitting around the table and Randy's bitching because they used to be able to get like big steaks from Walmart. Now they have to eat like top ramen. And at one point he goes, he goes, well, I guess we'll learn to live with it. And he moves his hand and he knocks a glass up. He goes, oh, broke a glass. No choice now. Got to go to the Walmart. Like. <laughs> It skipped on me for two seconds, and I was like, "Well, no choice now. I gotta buy Prince of Darkness on Blu-ray. Here we go." <laughs> that cover is misleading. It's a bad cover. It isn't. It isn't though. Like, I love the fact that you get old. Uh, you get old spaghetti face on there. You do. Her. I, I. 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 What's the worst? This or the 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 theatrical poster? I like the theatrical poster, honestly. The theatrical poster would make... I would look at it and be like, that doesn't tell me anything. I'm in. Yeah, it doesn't have to. Like, it's fucking... Like, if you look close enough, there's a bug in his mouth for some reason. It's it, It's also very similar to the Mouth of Madness poster, which is yeah. also similarly like, what are you doing? What is this about? I think we talked about this on the episode. Maybe I'll just put together as a special bonus thing. I'll just cut together all three bonus episodes of uh, that and just put it out as one as the apocalypse trilogy. Maybe. But it, it reads this before man walked the earth. It slept for centuries. It is evil. It is real. It is awakening. It's like 
What the fuck more do I need to know? Who even gives a shit what it is? Got me, man. That's that's sounds good from here. I, I think, like you said, I think he was working on a budget that wasn't a lot, and I think that's why it worked. I think he had his back up against the wall again. I think that's why Halloween was so successful, because he had his back up against the wall and he had to be innovative. There was apparently supposed to be another movie in 89 that got shut down because the company that he was working for went belly up. And I just I want to know what that movie was, man. This movie made five times its budget almost. I really think a third Carlico movie, because he makes he makes um, Prince of Darkness and They Live, which, you know, They Live uh, at the time. Okay. Which at the, at the time they lived was like you know it wasn't like a huge hit or anything like that but it was it made thirteen million on a three million dollar budget that's pretty fucking good it you know that's pretty it, damn good it got really good reviews like you know it was coming out of the time of like Terminator and RoboCop and like you yeah. know there was like this like so like I think it could have like I think a third movie could have done something. You know what I mean? But I he never, at the time where he was around, he was never one of those guys. He was he never, never, like, never was. He, was, he never was. And it's so strange. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Before you and I go put on our hard hats and uh, chisel some faces into mountains, you want to go through the gift shop? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, let me, I accidentally closed his filmography don't know why i did that need that open all right let's do it let's go through the gift shop well what do you give him for dark star you get a you get a beach ball and you get a surfboard neither of which don't make sense if you've never seen the movie nope i was asleep i don't remember what do you get for assault on precinct 13 a little bit of ice cream don't it's it's raspberry colored but there's no raspberry (laughs) hey this isn't vanilla swirl. It's just vanilla. <laughs> Cacao! They shoot a kid in the face. <laughs> I think you should get a lighter that just has like a stenciled on picture of. Well, actually, you get to choose. It's either Ethan Bishop or Napoleon Wilson. What do you get for Halloween? You get to send us hate mail at WTG Pod on Instagram. Yeah? Why is that? Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't I put like it on the Mount Rushmore. I've got no problems with Halloween, and it's TWGTF Pod. <laughs> Send us hate mail at TWGTF Pod for not putting the one of the most seminal slashers on, on our Mount Rushmore. Hey, guess what? When we get into 70s horror, it might be on my list somewhere. Who's to say? It's a not... fine movie. He changed. He, don't you tell me what's going to be on my list. This is not going to be on my fucking list. <laughs> I know it's not going to be on your fucking list. No one's asking you to put it on your list. You got ten little spots all to yourself, Chiefy. Um, what do you call it though? No, you I mean, put a you, gun to yeah. my head to make fifty of the seventies movies, seventies horror movies. And I don't even know if it makes that. Okay, now you're just saying hurtful things right now. Okay, <laughs> made a good movie. Being a real fucking dick to my guy. I'll fucking put. He's a I'll put old fucking... man right now. He doesn't have much time. What do you give for the fog? I give the fog. You get. To feel really weird about the age gap between Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins. It's just you in front of a you. You make them take a picture in front of it with them laying in bed, but above each of their heads is their clear age numbers. 
And I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'll, I'll take care, I'll take care of this one. From Escape from New York, you get the Escape from New York playset with Snake Plissken, the Duke of New York, the President, Cabby. It's got all of the characters sold separately, of course. The playset is sold by itself. I don't think you get anything from Escape from New York because it's on our Mount Rushmore. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say for those ones, they, I'm gonna, I'm gonna include those ones. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, for the thing, you get an yeah, electronic get- chess set. You do get, yeah, you get, you get that, you get that video game on a, on a floppy disk. We sell, we have all those floppy disks of that chess game. (laughs) And we have one computer that's turned off that you go get to pour liquid into. Yes. 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 Uh, What do you get for Christine? You get a surprise visit from Harry Dean Stanton. That is pretty funny when he comes out of nowhere in that movie. My fiance went to, not my fiance, my wife. That'll get used. That'll be weird to get my my wife. She keep doing it that way. <laughs> she she our dog was being annoying, so she went to the the bedroom, and I paused the movie, and sent her a text message when he showed up. I was like, "Babe, all all cats are like, babe, you gotta get her Harry Dean Stanton in the movie." And she's just like, "I'm here to watch Harry Dean Stanton," and we continued. We watched the rest of the movie. And you are you two are still together, is what I'm hearing from. Yeah, no, we got married after that. <laughs> and do you contribute this as one of the contributing factors to the marriage? Or it didn't it didn't stop the marriage. That's that's very true. I suppose that's very true. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a moment where they were going super artsy in Candyman last night, where they were showing him painting, and she goes, "Oh, the art! It makes me feel so alive." And I said, "And yet, so dead inside." And we both just started cracking up because we were just ripping on someone painting. Oh, it made me so happy. Starman. What do you give him for Starman? You get a David Bowie album. What do you want from me? Starman. What to do with this? <laughs> Starman. That's what I'm referencing. Yes, I know. You're, but you're singing it the way Bill Murray does when he sings like covers of movies in SNL. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Uh, big trouble in Little China. Oh, God, you get a lecture from your dad. I don't yeah. know about what they get to pick whatever they want, but what does that mean? I don't know. I don't like Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> really? I thought it was boring. I kind of love it. I know you. You almost made your list. We had this I whole kinda, discussion. But I mean, like, but I understand though why you think it's kind of imperfect. Yeah, I I think I I just it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I like I I understand what it's attempting to do. I don't think it works for me. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Darkness. Oh, you get a you get an awakened evil. It's gonna kill the earth. I think we should just give them keychains that look like the canister. I was gonna say some yellow goop. Yeah. That'd be good too or a full-length mirror oh yeah oh, fuck me yeah yeah, yeah. Went in, yeah yeah went into the second room last night to get something i think i was grabbing a dvd for us to watch and i had to walk by that full-length mirror and i had watched prince of darkness earlier and i was just like i was like man fuck off i was like ah don't look in that mirror <laughs> uh what do you get for they live i think it's pretty obvious uh yeah no it's obvious you get a you get um you get some bubble gum I was gonna say sunglasses, but yeah, bubble gum. Ben was I was doing. I was going. I was going for it. Was, okay, good. All right. Oh no, you know what you get? You get a gold watch. Oh, there you go. 
That's what, that's uh, memoirs of an Invisible Man. You get a hat. That's good. Because like he, he wears a hat. In the Mouth of Madness. Uh oh, that's a good one. Uh, you get an axe. I'm just tired now. I'm just giving out things. <laughs> just around the shop. This is the most dangerous park because you have given out like several things that could be weapons. Like the last one was actually a weapon. It was an axe. It was, yeah. I'm gonna say this for my side of it. You get you get the Sutter Kane books, but me and Tyler have written them. <laughs> <laughs> like that we just have the title and we have to come up with the book. So there are two versions of each book that you can that you can read, that you can read, but it's only the title is the same. I love the idea of us with just like those like fucking those like green those like green visors on just like fucking cranking out novels. <laughs> Ben, the park opens in two weeks. I've only written half of one. Please give me more time. I go, can't do it, buddy. You're like, if you written years ago, not a word. Gonna do it the last night. Pretty sure I can bang something out. Oh, oh boy. Each of them's got to be 200 pages. That's that's my stipulation. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that would be that would be good. I think. What do you get for Village of the Damned? You get a satchel full of dynamite. No, you get one of the bricks in the brick wall. That's fair. I think you should take home the Village of the Damned playset. All children sold separately. I'm not dignifying that with a response. What do you get for Escape from L.A.? You get a surfboard. So you're telling me when they leave the John Carpenter Mount Rushmore of awesomeness experience, they could not only go home with one full surfboard, but two. Two, yeah. Okay, just they play the cards right. They play the cards right. And see, this is and this is where we round out my joke in, in the rule of threes. They can get the escape from LA playset. All characters <laughs> also not included, including new Snake Pliskin with black long trench coat. And including weird Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I kinda love Steve Buscemi in that in that. He's he is one of the the only people that is like understands what the movie is doing and is attempting he to does. heighten it. <laughs> Everybody else, I love that they, dead fish. Yeah, <laughs> I love that Kurt Russell's character goes from fighting Ox Baker to the death to shooting hoops. <laughs> Whose idea was that? It's so bad. Escape from LA. Like it's it's fun to watch, but man, afterwards you're like that was not good. <laughs> No, that was it's, not it's, good. It's like it's you, you feel hungover after it's in yeah. speaking. Yeah, it's uh, real. What do you get from vampires? You get your fucking time back, baby. Nope. No, they don't get it back if I don't get it back. <laughs> no, you know what? Every single Mount Rushmore, we just have the machine from Princess we just have the machine from Princess Bride that sucks one hour and forty eight minutes out of your life. Um for the vampires, they get the knowledge. That there's two direct-to-video sequels, one of which starts John Bon Jovi. <laughs> and I won't lie to you, I have heard is actually better than this one. I fucking bet. I, Tom Lee Wallace deserved better. Ugh. Ghost of Mars? You get nothing. Fuck you. No. I want to take it to. I want to take it over the line. You get the Ghost of Mars playset. Ice <laughs> Cube not included. All of his movies could have just been playsets, right? 
Really could have. Single fucking location. The, the problem with this playset is that it costs more than it gets back. And also, this is so funny. I've just noticed that the fucking. Yeah. The, that the Ghost of Mars Wikipedia page is broken and just had no one's gonna fix it. <laughs> Come on, you could be the one. I'm not gonna do it. I, I no. Come it on. deserves to stay you broken. Ghost of Mars its Wikipedia back, you bastard. The audience uh. pulled and the cinema score gave the film a C minus. Fuck out of here. It's way worse than that. It's a D minus minus if I've ever seen one. Oh my god, it's so bad. Um. This is the type of movie you see and you write. Complain at the checkout that my Ghost of Mars playset is clearly just the Assault on Precinct Precinct Thirteen playset with red slapped on it, and I call you people liars. You don't know what you're talking about. I I handcrafted each of these, you bastards. Oh my god! It clearly devolves in this and can't even save it. Man, it's so bad. It's so bad. Pam Greer is in this movie. I don't get it. No, here's what you need to do. You flip Pam Greer and Natasha Hendridge. Well, you flip, you just, you take Natasha Hendridge and just put her through a wood chipper. She's just, boom, non-factor. Get her out of this movie. Who are you, Stone Cold when he's talking to The Rock? <laughs> boom, she's not factor. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in, in the, in the buildup to 17. Let's just take her out of the equation. Bam, she's not a factor, Rock. Here's the factor. And you're just like, God damn, I love this fucking dude. I like Natasha Henstridge. She's limited. But she's species, baby. She is species, isn't she? Is that why he, ca- it is why he casted her, isn't it? I, he speaks very highly of her. I, for some reason. Fair enough. So, I don't know. She made, she made some sort of fucking impression. Very true. So what do you give? What do you give? Um, I give Ghost of Mars one star. Is that what you're asking? You give, you give it, you give it nothing. Like you said, you're just. Excuse me, sir. Are you sold out of the Tyler uh, gift shop uh, item for Ghost Mars? No, there is none. He, he doesn't. He doesn't approve of this movie to give it anything. Which oh. me, we pitched him a whole slew of ideas, but he he wanted none of them. Yeah, for Ghost of Mars, you get you get you get me staring at you. I like that we hate vampires more, but Ghost of Mars has rubbed you the wrong way more somehow. It's, it's, yeah, it's just like, why if make it? If you had to watch you... one, like, if I had to sit you down right now and watch one of those two movies again, right <sighs> now, like, you had to sit and watch it. Your phone is out of the room. You have to just sit there and stare at the screen. Which one? Gone to my head. I'd probably watch Ghost of Mars. I think it's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 10 minutes shorter. All right, I'm going to show you the kill scene from Vampires from the opening, too. You have to watch that just to make it the same length. That's about 10 minutes. And what do you get for the ward? You get to remember that the ward exists. <laughs> oh, right, the ward. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know this movie was a thing. But I do now. It's great, too, because people can visit it multiple times a day. At our gift shop, and they keep remembering because the minute they turn away from it, they fucking forget. Like it's amazing. <laughs> you and I are the only ones who keep remembering the ward. It's like there. It's like we'll keep this flame burning. You also get a Blu-ray copy of Session Nine, a better version of the ward. 
That's what I've heard. I've heard session nine is that. Session nine. Well, let's uh, let's carve some faces. I figure we go every other one because I figure uh, I figure Escape and the Thing are more my movies, and I figure Prince and Mouth of Madness are more your movies. Yes, sounds good. So Escape. I mean, it's fucking Snake Plissken's face. Come on, what are we doing? Yeah. In the Mouth of Madness, you, you got two. You got Sam Neill with all the crosses on his face, or not, you know, Sam Neill with all the crosses on his face. That's that's a fair one. Uh, for the thing, is there a way we can carve the scene where Wolford Brimley's sitting at that table, but the noose is behind him? Because I really <laughs> do like that image on a Mount Rushmore. All right, I have a pitch. I have a pitch. I have a pitch. I have a pitch. Okay. Uh, dog thing face. Ooh, I like dog thing face. That would really upset a lot of people. And you could see that from a couple miles off because it's on the mountain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that or you got um you got a you got like this when he turns into a Spider-Man. That face is pretty oh, good. When like his body just juts up against the top of the of, of the ceiling. Yeah, and you see like his face is like gets all bulgy and fat and goes all Yeah, bulgy, that's you good know? too. Oh, you know what bulgy face wins? It's good. It's a good face. It's a good what are you face. doing for Prince of Darkness? All right. It's the only time I think we're ever gonna be able to do this. <laughs> but we gotta put, we gotta put Donald Pleasant's bald visage staring at, just staring into your soul <laughs> on the Mount Rushmore. Somehow it's the most unnerving part of the Mount Rushmore. It it gets more terrifying when you go down the line. It does. Yeah, he really does. It's like, hey, there's Kurt Russell, handsome son bitch. And then you're like then you're like, Oh, that's Sam Neil, but I don't like the I don't like the weird like choice of putting crosses on his face. And then you're like, Oh, that is that is unfucking pleasant. That's the thing. And then you're like, Oh, this just makes me feel bad inside. It's just like a quiet quiet sadness and just just that just an uneven, terrifying glow in his eyes. I don't <sighs> Honey, do we you packed the cooler? Yeah. Oh, no. They wouldn't have been allowed in the park. We don't allow outside food or beverage. How do you think we make money? Oh, no. They're going for a picnic. They're going, they're going for a picnic down, down the street. Oh, fair. Lousy. Building this one next to that lousy national park. And can't even just bulldoze over that. Could have been a whole food court over there with just John Carpenter-themed things. The thing. It's just a bunch of different foods mixed together. Great. Uh, well, I guess that takes us out of it, right? We've done everything. Yeah. Yeah, we've oh, done... 160 in the books. 160 well, in the books. guys, we're going to be taking some time off. Probably till like, close to the end of the year. I am... I say I am, I am no, ready for a break. No, we're fucking not. What are you talking about? Huh? You're fucking not what you talking about. You can talk to the audience. It's fine. This isn't gonna get cut. No, yeah, this we're, is, we're done. This is 160. No. This is for do fucking. We're doing two more movie ones. What are you doing? What? What are we doing? But you pissing over a decade, late 80s. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> can I get back to you next week with a list? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. No, all kidding aside, guys. Yes. Even though this is number 160, we are doing two very special episodes next week to round out October, and then we will be taking a break, probably until like the the last week of December. Yeah, I what? Honest, I, 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 
yeah, we we both need a break. And Tyler, Tyler's a newly married man. He's he's got to go chase that little lady around the apartment. Yeah, I gotta I gotta enjoy married life, um, yeah. which mostly is just trying to get my dog to walk with me and me alone. Do Not it. going. Won't do it unless she's there. It really is. Yeah, he'll he'll do this thing where he'll he'll get to the stairs and just be like, no. Go get her. Go get her, and I'll go. I don't have to go with you. For you to tell me what to do. I'm in charge. Um, but no, next week it is the first part of our best of the horror decade. And Tyler, last year when we finished up the 90s was like, Ben, the 80s, we can't just do the 80s one year. And I said, no, what does that mean? And he's like, well, I think we should go 85 to 89 for the first one. And then the next year we'll do 80 to 84. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's an interesting idea. So for these two parts, it is going to be 85 to 89. And next week we do 10 to six so mm-hmm. I, I've, I've not seen a lot on tyler's list i'm gonna fully say that and i think my list is almost like if tyler was able to kind of build a top 20 <laughs> so i think because there's a lot of stuff on your list that wasn't on that that's on mine and i think you took off based on that so i am curious to know where those fall for you on yours had they not been like taken off by mine there's a few that uh, there was there's a couple actually there was one oh, that yeah was on my list until you sent me yours and or actually there, i think there was two that were on my list until you sent me yours and i, just I can, violently I can, took them off there was one i, I just yeah. did I, I didn't even put on my list because i knew you would have it and that's uh and uh, if it was on my list it would be number one so you know <laughs> it really one thousand percent really i wow. love that movie do you want me to take that off so you can put that at number one? No, 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 no. Right. I have um, to take a movie off regardless because we'll, we'll talk about it. Can I take a guess at the two that would have been on your list outside of that? Yeah. Was it I never never in contention because I just was a, just assumed it would end up on yours, but the other one is Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. There's another one that would have been very high on my list. Beep all of these out so no one can hear. Well, guys, for next week, 10 to 5, best of the horror decade. It's going to be a long one, so buckle up. Bring some uh, bring some Count Chocula. And, uh, or, Bo- I don't know, are you a Count Chocula guy or are you like a Booberry guy? Oh, uh, no, I like a uh, creature from the Black Macaroons. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> You didn't think I had anything else in the chamber. <laughs> I was actually asking you if you were a Count Chocula guy. I wasn't being a dick. What are you doing? Yeah, I've never eaten cereal, so. That's not fucking true. I I don't like cereal. You don't like cereal? I don't eat it. Yeah, no, I don't. It'll hurt you. I I don't, yeah, I don't know. Never, I never really liked cereal. When I was a kid, I really liked Lucky Charms. We gotta end the show. <laughs> We gotta end this. Well, for <laughs> guys, of course, you can follow all of these antics at TWGTF Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at ET Critic for the Empty Theater Critic. Post Serial's number one fan. Where can they follow you? They can follow me into the basement of a nearby church where I'll be staring at some green ooze. What you guys don't know about that green ooze is that's actually just a bunch of blended up Lucky Charms that he eats because, you know, that's. That's his favorite cereal, apparently. This is why Uh, I don't tell people things. 
Yeah, this is, I am going to give you the same speech I give her when she goes, why did I do that? I'm like, you trusted me, and that was your fuck up right there. Like, you shouldn't tell me these things. Uh, and for TWGTF, two white guys talking film, I've of course been your host, Ben. And I have been voice. And remember, guys, if you come to our little video box around the way and you see, uh, well, just a bunch of people headed down into the cellar of a church and you see some green light going from there, stay away from that. The apocalypse is probably coming from there, and you don't want to be close to the apocalypse when it goes off. This is not a dream. Not a dream. We are using your brain's electrical system as a receiver. We are unable to transmit through conscious neural interference. You are receiving this broadcast as a dream. We are transmitting from the year 1999. You are receiving this broadcast in order to alter the events you are seeing. Our technology has not developed a transmitter strong enough to reach your conscious state of awareness, but this is not a dream. You are seeing what is actually occurring for the purpose of casualty violation. Cause for the you are seeing what is actually occurring for the purpose of causality violation. Talking, 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 talking film. <laughs>